Hey girl, you're listening to the For The Girl podcast, the podcast designed for you. Join Mac and Kenz as they cover all the hard topics for real life girls trying to love Jesus. Get ready for encouragement, truth, and let's be real, a little bit of a hot mess. Is it just me or Mac and Kenz your new best friends? Let's get into the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the For The Girl podcast. Wow, things are different today. First off, I don't have my normal co-host with me. Ken's is not joining me for today's episode. I know, guys, we're all sad. You want to turn it off right now. But just wait, because I got the next best thing. And I have my incredible fiance as my co-host today, soon to be husband. We are getting married in how many days? 27 days. 27 days. So yes, for the girl fam, say hello to Tyler. Do you think that people are verbally out loud saying hello right now? Yes, I think they're like, hi, Tyler. It's nice to meet you. That's so sweet. Yeah, so Tyler, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> yeah, just like a, like an intro. To yeah, name. will you introduce yourself, please? Yeah, so um, yeah, so most importantly, I was a quarterback in high school, typically what I lead with. <laughs> in um, high school. And I am getting married soon. Yes. Um, I live in Matthews, North Carolina. <laughs> wow. Um, Intriguing. Uh, my favorite hobby is golf. Okay. Um, I like to read books. I read a lot of books. <laughs> <laughs> That's a stretch, guys. That's a stretch. I don't know. I got nervous. I wasn't me prepared to... for that. You, like... You really kind of backed me into a corner to get you a Kindle for Christmas. Like, I felt like you were trying to give me an option, but there was no option. And for weeks, he would talk about how great life would be once he had a Kindle. So I got him this Kindle for Christmas, and you were hot and heavy out the gates. But I we, haven't seen that thing in a while. We slowed down. I, uh, I think if I talk about reading enough, that one day I will start reading more. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm coming up with marriage excuses right now to not read, but I'm hoping, you know, May comes around. We'll yeah. read some more. Too busy to read at the moment, but you're going to be seriously reading on our honeymoon. Yeah. So hit me up with some good book recs. We could be looking for some for the honeymoon. Um, could be marriage related. I'm not, I'm not in the novel. I'm not in the no land of novels yet. I really am like in some you like educational books. Yeah, self-help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very uh, spiritual books. Spiritual. You're so spiritual. Business. If we have any sales women out there, I'm, I'm big into sales. So hit me up with the sales books. <laughs> wow. These all sound very intriguing books. Um, cannot wait for the recaps every day about what he read in the chapter of his book that day. Um, but we are super excited. We are getting married in 27 days. I can't believe it. And we want to tell you a little bit about just this past weekend. We actually went on a little pre-marriage retreat. It was like an engagement retreat. Couples that um, were all kind of in a similar phase to us. And it was an incredible, incredible weekend. We learned so, so, so much. Tyler, tell them a little bit about the retreat that we went on. Yeah, it was a retreat at a camp called Windshape. Um, Windshape is an organization owned by Chick-fil-A. Um, 
anything owned by Chick-fil-A, you just know that you're getting yourself into a good thing. And um, so it's just super fun that the retreat is on the campus of Barry College in Rome, Georgia. Rome is this town in the middle of nowhere, but it's just really, really beautiful. Um, the retreat was one of the most amazing uh, like some of the, just some of the most amazing facilities that I've been to. The rooms were so nice. The food was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, you're kind of smirking at me. Am I, no, is this I'm good? just is listening. This a good recap? Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and yeah, so, you know, the, really the retreat was, uh, it was run by the, this couple, Jeff and Debbie, um, who have this content called Prepare to Last. Mm-hmm. It's, you yeah. know, content specific for um, engaged, seriously dating or engaged couples um, or just married couples and really kind of setting the foundation um, of your marriage. Yeah. And it was just a really fun opportunity for us to strip away the re- wedding planning, press pause on work for a little bit, um, get away, spend some quality time together and be really intentional about setting expectations and having conversations around things that um, you know are going to be important for us as we venture off into marriage. Yeah, it was absolutely incredible. It was the best couple of days. Just uh, It's been such a busy season, and so just taking some time to kind of put everything else on the back burner and just focus on each other and focus on the commitment and the covenant that we're getting ready to make in just a few weeks. And we were surrounded by so many other incredible couples who, gosh, were from all different backgrounds, like had different stories of how they met and how they connected. But it was super cool to kind of all be there with the same heartbeat and vision of wanting to build a really strong foundation for a marriage um, and for a future together. And one that wasn't so much about ourselves, but was truly so God honoring and had purpose and mission to it. And it was just so fun. Also, at the same time, we did a lot of like cute little fun things. They had us do like a date walk one night where they had all these prompts. Like one of them was, you know, go to this place and figure out how many different ways that you can hug and hold it for 15 seconds (laughs) and then talk about which one is your favorite hug and just cute little fun things like that. And so it was a blast. And also, let me tell you, the food, I think I gained five pounds going. Like we ate. I think I ate five desserts a day. Not good for the the honeymoon bods. No, not at all. I was really into the the affogados. The affogados. I, I had never heard that word before, but I had a couple affogados. Yeah, you like espresso and ooh, they had the Chick Fil A ice cream ice ooh, cream. Ooh, yes. Oh, um, yes. And some you know espresso on top. So yeah. You know, I will say if you're if you're engaged or seriously dating, I think it's really for whatever reason it's really uh acceptable in our culture to spend a lot of time on your registry spend a lot of time on your wedding website spend a lot of time planning for your wedding and we spend so little time preparing for our marriage and i think um if i could encourage you in any way you know accept an okay wedding for a great marriage you know take the time to prepare for you have the conversations have questions I mean this was just a day and a half Um, if you can you know take the time and financially it makes sense do something like this you know reach out to us you know figure out some good questions to talk through whatever it is I think I would encourage a retreat like this but if you can't do it you know figure out ways to um, really have those conversations and set expectations yeah um take some time to slow down to notice each other and 
um, not just focus on planning for the wedding. I think that's really important. Yeah, that's so good. So good. So I think actually in the weeks to come, we're going to do an episode for you engaged couples because we've gotten a lot of questions about that. And so... Um, that was not, like a, that was like an intro, like a, a mini, teaser, a teaser of what's yeah. to come. I probably won't do. I won't be a part of that one. Yeah. I'm getting all of my content now. <laughs> He's getting it out now. Not that we have much to say because we have not even completed. No, we're experts. We went on a retreat. <laughs> went, we went on the windshaper too. We, we, can speak we are experts, but we're going to try to bring on some experts and have some people who can share a lot about that. But we're super excited about today's episode. Today's episode is for the girl who's in a long distance relationship. And so we're just hoping that this is one that can really encourage a lot of you who are either A, right now deciding whether or not to enter into one, or B, maybe you're already in one and it's hard and it's tough and you need some encouragement, you need some tips on how to keep it strong and also how to honor God in the midst of it. And so we're going to share a lot of our, our own experiences with dating long distance. We asked you guys questions on Instagram. We're going to try to address some of those. And hopefully this is one, I wouldn't say this often with For the Girl, that you can even maybe send to the person that you are currently long distance dating because we have a guy's perspective today. And it can also be for the guy, for not the guy. just for the girl. How about that? So I think it's time that we get into the episode. So let's do this. Come on. Okay. So really excited about this whole conversation around long distance. Uh, just for a little bit of history and background, Tyler and I met in February of 2021 and we dated long distance for six months. He lived in Cincinnati, Ohio. I lived in Matthews, North Carolina. And it was really, I think, an interesting situation because we met while living in different cities and then began a relationship in different cities and had to then like progress our relationship through that. And then we went through the whole discernment process of you know, is this serious enough to where somebody's going to move? Tyler ended up moving to Matthews in the August. End of August. Okay, the end of August of 2021. And then uh, we did get engaged in November. So that's kind of our background, our history with long distance. Uh, we loved long distance. We hated long distance. Mm. Uh, we felt all the feels of it, but also I think that we can also be a testimony to long distance working and it actually being an incredible place for you to be able to explore a relationship, build a foundation, and actually build something that can eventually lead you to the next step, which could be an engagement on into marriage. And so we want to just start off this conversation by saying we fully 100% realize that our story is probably not your story. Uh, every single kind of almost background when it comes to long distance is going to look so different and you're going to have different kind of variables that maybe we shared, but you're also going to have some variables that we did not share. So for example, for us, um, we were in the same time zone, even though we were eight hours apart, uh, we were in the same time zone. So it made it a lot easier to get on the phone at night. That might be totally different for you. I have a friend right now. She lives in North Carolina. Her boyfriend lives in San Francisco. Their schedules are on opposite sides, and it's really, really tough for them to be able to talk before bed every night, whereas Tyler and I had that luxury. A lot of you guys on Instagram talked about military deployments, and that looks so different as well. 
Um, and there's just so many different variables. It can be finances, it can be time zones, it can be the amount of distance you're dealing with, it can be busy schedules. And so we can't necessarily speak to all of those, but we're just going to speak about our own experiences and what worked for us and what didn't work for us. And um, hopefully you can kind of take those and kind of tweak them for your own situation, your own experience, um, and then just take them to the Lord and really just begin to pray and discern what do these things maybe mean for you and how does this kind of lead you into entering into a relationship. So that's kind of the preface to this, but we wanted to break this conversation up into three parts. So I'll just give you a teaser for what's to come. So part one, we're going to talk about is long distance worth it? We're going to try to answer that question. Part two, we're going to talk about practical tips and our thoughts for dating long distance, just some really practical things, what works, what do visits look like, et cetera, et cetera. And then part three, um, we're calling breaking up with long distance, which either means how do you go from uh, being in separate cities into living in the same city, or how do you know when it's time to call it quits? So three parts. Tyler, are you ready? I'm I'm ready. Let's, let's get in it. That was a spiel. I'm already sick of hearing myself. I don't. Talk. I don't. Can we edit out the "let's get in it" part? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not our style. We don't edit out anything, Tyler. Oh, okay. We just whatever we say goes. <clears throat> so you just have to bring all your imperfections to the table and just let people love you, anyways. Are you good with that? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> okay. So part one is long distance worth it. So Tyler, you want to kick us off on this? Yeah, sure. I think, you know, this question has got a lot of nuance. I think it really depends, again, on the situation, on the scenario. I think I can speak, you know, from our relationship. When when thinking about whether or not long distance is worth it, there's really a couple of things you want to think about. You know, you want to think about what is your goal with long distance? Um, what is uh, kind of the context in which you're going about it? Um, you know, for me, obviously, um, I found my wife. I found my fiance by dating long distance, you know, by having that option open, by the opportunity of dating someone that's not in the same city. Um, it opens the door for me to meet someone that I feel completely compatible with, um, someone I can spend the rest of my life with, you know, so I, you know, obviously if I was closed off to that idea, I wouldn't have met Mac probably. And so, um, I was not seeking out long distance. Mm -hmm. Um, however, I was open to the idea of it. And so, you know, for me, for me, obviously it was worth it because, um, you know, Mac and I went about it the right way. Um, and, we're getting married. So, I mean, I don't think, uh, I don't think your motivation has to be, you know, I want to find a wife or if it, you know, it's not worth it. If it only ends up in finding your significant other, I guess in this case, it'd be a husband (laughs) Um, (laughs) or the girl. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think ultimately it's worth it with keeping some things in mind in terms of uh, motivation and kind of what you want on the end of it. Yeah, 100%. I think that we would both agree that it has been so worth it. Um, And so we kind of wanted to give you just some kind of markers of for you as you're considering, maybe you've met somebody and you're really interested in them or there's a spark there and you're just like, no, but is it worth it to date long distance? Um, because I've been there before where like I've met someone, they seem really awesome, really cool. But like, then you think about 
actually the practicalities of it and it can get a lot trickier. And so just a couple of things that I think have been really important for us that I think about if they weren't present in our relationship, I don't think it would have worked. And so some things that we just found were really, really aligned for us that allowed us to enter into long distance with so much more confidence and trust that like this was going to be worth it. And so the first thing is I think just getting with this person and really just being open and honest and communicating with one another. Um, you know, is there a spark? Do your values align? Um, it, do you think this could be something down the road? Um, we heard it said the other day, we love Kate and JJ over at Heart of Dating, that they talked about um, getting together in person as soon as possible is super important. So maybe you've met somebody and um, you've been talking via Instagram, maybe you've been texting, maybe you've been FaceTiming. We really believe as fast as you can get together in, in person because you can just tell so much more and it becomes so much easier to communicate. So for us, we met on like a Tuesday, right? Yeah. <laughs> a Tuesday. We talked on FaceTime for the first time on a Thursday. By Sunday, we were in person for the first time. So yeah. that was really fast. And yeah, and that maybe isn't possible for everyone. For everybody, yeah. Was, yeah. It was lucky where Mac was going to be in Nashville for work, and I, you know, happened to be in college and could get away. You yeah. know, it just it just worked out that way. You know, so. Don't feel like if you can't get together within a, <laughs> within week, a week, you know, it's not going to work. But it certainly was something that was helpful. And one of the reasons that that was helpful is because we 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 could make it very clear to one another, you know, why we what our intentions were when it came to relationships. You know, yeah. it didn't necessarily mean long distance like we knew what the other person was looking for. And that aligns for the both of us. And so, you know, we weren't, maybe we weren't, I mean, we personally were kind of able to say pretty quickly that it was worth it, but yeah. um, I think it gave us the opportunity to figure out, you know, what are we looking for? What are our intentions? Yeah. Um, what are our goals? And, you know, do those align? And then if those are true, then it's a no brainer that long distance is worth it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, we had a conversation in our first week. Um, so once we did get in person, we were able to spend four or five days together. And at the end of that week, we just kind of had another like communication moment of like, okay, how are you feeling? You know, where do you see this going? What is this going to look like when we're back to being in our separate cities? And I remember both of us just kind of agreeing upon the fact of like, we didn't know what was next. Like we had no clue. We could not tell you what the next week was going to look like. Um, we both knew what we were feeling and we were feeling a lot of things, um, but we also didn't know if once we got back to the reality of our own lives that they were going to remain true. And so we just kind of made this promise to each other of like, hey, don't really know what's happening, but all that I do know is that like when things get hard, because I'm sure they will get hard, I'm not going to run at the first sight of trouble. And so that was just a promise that we made to each other that I think really comforted both of us. And that's what I would say. Like, I think in order to try long distance, it's so important to have two people who have communicated that they're both in it. Um, if one of the parties is kind of like, eh, I don't know if I want to do long distance. Like, I don't know if it's worth it to me. You don't want to be the person on the other side trying to convince them why they should give it a shot. 
Um, I just really believe that in order for long distance work, because it is hard and there is so many other factors that can kind of just like bring about insecurities and uh, bring about trust issues that you have to have two people who have like verbally committed to at least giving it a fair shot. And so that was something for me when we left that first week together and I went back to North Carolina, like I was confident that like he was going to give it a fair shot. Like he wasn't just going to like up and run when um, a better offer came along or anything like that. And I think that was really important for both of us and it mattered a lot. Yeah, I think two pieces there that are important to really emphasize is is the awareness on both ends that it it is going to be hard. I yeah. mean, relationships are hard in general, but I think the the long distance aspect just creates a lot of challenges you know if i would you know to be honest even after the you know it being successful for us after it leading to marriage i still with confidence would look back and say i would still prefer to not do long distance i mean just straight up i mean Mm -hmm. if i had a choice i would always choose to date in person um, it's it's easier. It you know creates a lot of you know just for a number of reasons you know. So I I say that to say it's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. Now again, we obviously think it's worth it. So I think the second piece to overemphasize there is communication. I think you can be super confident in how you feel and your intentions to to tr- to try it out, to work hard for it, to put in all the effort, but. If you don't know the other person's intentions, either one, you need to ask Mm -hmm. or two, you need to, you know, have some caution. Yeah. Um, I don't, I would not suggest going into or committing to a long distance relationship if you aren't confident that the other person is ready. One thing that looking back on it, I really appreciated about Mac was her willingness to communicate that without even me prompting it. Mm-hmm. Um, it gave me an unbelievable sense of confidence and assurance going back to Cincinnati um, that we were, you know, at least going to be okay. I, you know, we, I, I wasn't going to lose her uh, <laughs> until we had talked about it. You know, and the first time it was hard. I, I, was, I was so worried that we were in this euphoric, like mystical mm-hmm. land hanging out in person and that you know, two weeks of not being together, she would go for someone else that's there for her present. Um, And she just assured me that the first side of it being hard, she wasn't going to run. And that was huge just for our confidence and our ability to fully commit to it. I don't think either one of us would have fully committed if we weren't confident that the other person um, was, was in it and not going to, not going to, um, yeah. Not going to flee at the side, first side of it being hard. Yeah. And if maybe you're in a long distance relationship right now and you're like already thinking about kind of the person, you know, your significant other and you're, you're starting to wonder if they're in it. And I would say, again, just ask, like, I think that's a good question to communicate, even if you're already in it, um, of just saying like, Hey, has something changed? Because I think like that constant communication of like, Hey, I still know this is worth it. At least to keep trying is super important. And I just say the last thing I'd say on this, um, 
If you're signing up for a long distance relationship, just let me warn you, uh, your life is going to look different. You know, if you start dating somebody in your own town, you know that like you're gonna have to give them a lot of your time. Uh, you're gonna go on dates with them. You're gonna go hang out with their friends. They're gonna come hang out with your friends. There's all these different ways that you, you know, you offer up your time to them. And in the same way, I think you have to know that like you're gonna have to give time to this if you want it to work. So if that looks like daily time, I mean, we would text throughout the day and I was never like much of a texter, but I realized that was really important for like our communication because we weren't going to see each other at the end of every day. So it was really important for us to kind of connect throughout the day. We would talk on the phone every night. We FaceTime for like hours and hours. At first it was amazing. We loved it. And then by the end it was like, I would so much rather be in person with this person, but at least it's still so important for us to connect every single day and have that like quality time, even if it's just over FaceTime. And then also we knew that we had to create space for visits. Um, my schedule was insane and his was insane during like our six months of dating long distance. Like one of us was always packing a suitcase, it felt like. And um, even still, like it was so worth it. And so I think like if you are looking at your life right now and you're not willing to make space for somebody, um, then I would say long distance is not for you because it is like a non-negotiable. You have to make space for them, even though they're not going to be physically present in your everyday life. So uh, we 100% believe long distance is worth it. I think with an amazing person, with the right person, it's 1000% worth it. Like I would say for me, um, even though like I wouldn't sign up for long distance, if Tyler lived in Japan and for six years and it was him, like I would still go six years because I found a person who like I saw the qualities and characteristics that I was looking for that like I knew reflected what God had for me and what I just was so drawn to. And so I think it's worth it. I'd date you six years in Japan if I had to. <laughs> I mean it. I mean it. Okay. So next we want to just move into some practical tips and thoughts, our kind of thoughts for dating long distance, just some things that we had to learn. And the first being, um, just so much with communicating how to communicate. Yeah. You're going to hear us talk a lot about communication throughout the rest of this podcast. I really think out, Mac and I's ability to communicate was what carried us for six and a half months um, for a long distance relationship. I mean, that's really all you have is your communication. You don't have uh, the physical interaction. You don't have, um, you know, quality time looks different. Um, our dates were communicating through a screen and through a phone. And so, um, you know, there's different communication looks like, you know, setting expectations with each other. And it also literally looks like some practicalities of how often we're texting and how often, you know, we're um, talking over the phone, how often we're FaceTiming, things like that. Um, and so, you know, I think it's helpful just to start by that first piece of setting expectations. Mac and I early on had a conversation of, you know, how much is too much and how much is not enough. We wanted to make sure that we were um, giving each other what the other needed. I, um, 
I, this was like really kind of for whatever reason it's kind of funny too also side note about mac and i a lot of our a lot of kind of traditional roles are reversed you know so uh i would be the one that would get offended first if i hadn't heard from her in a while <laughs> so uh you know i was always i always kind of liked getting a text in the morning like i i liked to know when she would wake up you know that was one of the things you know there's there's a day I remember where Mac had <clears throat> like had texted me when she was already um, at work. Uh, she was in Nashville for work, and she was already in the office. And the first text I got, she was already there, and I I was kind of offended. I I had taken it as, oh, she I didn't think about me her entire morning. <laughs> so you know, which isn't true at all. But you know, that just kind of relates to what it looks like to set expectations, what the other person needs. Um, because it also can be too much, you know, you have a life. The thing about long distance is, yeah, that relationship's important and you want to invest in it and you want to work at it, but you also have a life that you don't want to neglect. And so, um, setting expectations around, you know, Hey, Tuesday nights are really important for me and my friends to connect and for me to be present with them. So Tuesday nights, you know, I'm, I'm probably not going to be able to text you. I'm not going to, you know, be able to call you, um, or saying, you know, Hey, like, three days a week let's make sure we're, we're on a FaceTime you know what it, it's gonna look different for every couple you know again talking about some people like in the military your communication um, expectations are gonna be different than what ours were so really just finding that balance that that makes the most sense for you yeah and I think one thing I had to learn in this was Tyler and I you know we communicate differently and so I would be so confused at first of like I'd be like um, I'm an awesome girlfriend for not caring like when you're with your friends and you don't text me and I'd be like because I just feel like I'd be casual about it but then I'd realize oh he would actually want to stay in communication with me through things like that and so me having to kind of realize okay what I want is not necessarily what he wants and so it really became this thing where we we had to kind of over communicate it and say like, hey, no, I actually want to talk to you during these times or, hey, I'm going to be really busy tonight and I'm not going to be able to look at my phone for four hours. So just a heads up. And so that was something I really had to learn because I was not good at that. I've always been super independent. And I think with distance, I just assumed like I'd keep that independence. But entering into a committed relationship, there were things that like I needed to kind of lose in that way and I needed to grow in. And so even in distance, I was able to grow in those things. And um, that's been really cool that like we had so much practice on how to kind of over communicate things to one another and something that like we still kind of rely on and lean upon today. So that was a big one for us. Um, communicate those specific communication expectations. The next one we kind of want to talk about is community. Um, I think community is so important in any relationship, but I honestly think especially in a long-distance relationship. 90% um, of your communication is going to happen via your phone, which is literally just you and the person. Um, it's different because it's not like you can go and hang out with your friend groups all the time. And so you have to be a little bit more intentional and strategic with how you kind of get community buy-in to your relationship. So I know for us on both of our first visits, like we had a visit in our first time together in Nashville, which was where half of my community is, his first visit to North Carolina, which is like the other half of my community, and then my first visit to Cincinnati. 
So much of that time was spent meeting each other's people. And that was really important to us of like, almost kind of seeing for sure that this was going to work was like, hey, I need to see you with my people. You need to see me with your people. And I think once we kind of had that buy-in from our friends and family, it gave us that much more confidence to kind of keep going in the relationship together. And so um, I also think that having your community to kind of like see what your relationship is and to be a part of it, it helps with communication even to them because your life is going to look so different. You're going to spend a lot more time on the phone. Like I remember my roommates were like, oh my goodness, you know, you're on FaceTime every night now. And I realized like, oh my goodness, I need to kind of be able to communicate that to them and I need to be able to kind of express to them um, that I still care about them, even though so many of my priorities have shifted in this season. And so I think, um, this is one that's really important too, is just the sense like you, you need people keeping you accountable because so much is happening just on the phone screen. And so you need people who like kind of pull you out of that little fantasy land and bring you back to real, like real earth and are asking you like, you know, have you been spending time with God still? Have you been, um, still investing in your community here. And I think it's just really good to have that accountability from your community. So anything you would say on that, Tyler? I think just the last thing that I would share about community is that it's really a pivotal piece. I think that it's not just a practical. I really, I just really believe that had Mac and I not had the community that we had, I do not think that long distance would have worked for us the way that it did. I think um, one relationally, I think if you're going to be in a serious relationship period, community is pivotal, just like to some of the points that Mag shared about um, accountability and um, being able to connect, you know, know a big piece, uh, a big thing that I was drawn to with Mac was how she was able to connect and fit in with, um, you know, my friends and my community and relate with the people that I was surrounding myself with. That just is a key um, teller to see you know someone in their compatibility for you long term and so <clears throat> just with long distance like she said it's hard it's it's sometimes it was tough to look at my friends and see their significant others interacting with each other and so it's going to feel different um, but yeah the c communicating again with um, your significant other as well as your community and saying hey it's really important to me that you you still know Mac, or you still know, you know, whoever your boyfriend is, or whatever. Um, it's just, it's going to be that piece is going to be so crucial in your long distance health, long term. So definitely something to um, be intentional about. Yeah, for sure. So good. Okay, we want to move on to talking about visits. Visits, the best part. They're so fun. We loved every single one of our visits. Um, but just kind of how we went about our visit. So the first one for us was figuring out how often. So we kind of decided, um, and again, this is all based off of schedules, finances, things like that. But for us, we decided that we weren't going to go longer than a month without seeing each other. Pretty quickly, that kind of turned into like a little bit more like every three weeks. <laughs> we couldn't go Two that weeks. long. Yeah. So, but I would just say kind of just communicate that kind of set like um, just an expectation there again, communicate 
expectations and just kind of decide upon that together and then just commit to it the best that you can. We had to get creative with some of our visits um, just to kind of work around busy schedules and finances and things like that. But I really think that time together in person is so, so, so crucial. Um, and so figure out what works for you guys and then just stick to that. And that's going to take some wisdom and, you know, in discerning what is best you know if you're if both of you are in college it's probably not smart to be traveling a lot you know you, you have a lot to focus on you have a lot to um, really uh, be intentional about wherever you are um, you might not have a ton of money you know so financially be wise about how often you're, you're traveling or what that looks like get creative with ways to spend time together whether that's meeting halfway if it's you know, taking a day trip, you know, whatever, whatever it is, whatever it's possible for you, it does take a bit of wisdom to not um, sacrifice things that are important or matter um, to visit. Because it is important, but you also don't want it to come with a sacrifice to other things. Yeah, absolutely. So the next one we would say is kind of figuring out that balance between time, hanging out with your family and your community and your friends, and also time for just the two of you, because they're both so important and Tyler and I like we definitely had our struggles with this I feel like just because there's so many people that um want to kind of like be around you like anytime Tyler would come into town everybody's like oh my gosh I want to hang out with Tyler I want to grab lunch with you guys blah 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 and I'd be like oh my goodness yes 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 and then suddenly there was literally no time for just the two of us to hang out and to kind of deepen our relationship and really just spend quality time together and so this was kind of like a dance that we had to learn that we definitely messed up at and failed at and had to kind of like rearrange. But um, I think again here, just communicating expectations to the people that you're hanging out with. And I think that we learned a lot about this throughout the process. Yeah, I mean, if there are any two Enneagrams out there, uh, my people pleasers, uh, you can <laughs> feel the pressure to, you know, make everyone happy. You know, it's really easy to feel like you need to make up for so much lost time and seeing people and, and um, spending time with people. And people are really sweet. It's hard because people are so sweet and wanted to hang out with Mac and wanted to spend time with us. Um, and all those things are important. But yeah, again, just the balance of spending time with each other is, is crucial. You know, taking time to um, focus on that. You don't get a lot of one-on-one -on -one time. You yeah. don't get a lot of in-person time. Um, so, you know, making that a priority just as much. Yeah, I will say, I think our very first fight was because I had, like, come to Cincinnati and we had, um, we actually had, like, an amazing first day together. And then the second day we had spent it with people all day long. <laughs> and I, in my head, am, I'm a quality time person. So, like, I literally kind of started to feel like I was in this deficit and I wanted his time and I wanted his attention and I was like oh, just craving quality time for just the two of us and I did a horrible job communicating at this. I just like shut down altogether and he's literally like what in the heck is going on with this girl? She's like a new person and it was like really funny because it was almost embarrassing for me to have to admit that like I needed more of his time or I wanted more of his time. Um, I felt like almost ashamed to admit that, but I just kind of have found now, like um, even just last week, we're, we're going to Cincinnati next week for an entire week. And I said to him, I was like, hey, I think it'd be really awesome if like we had 
a date night one night next week just because I know myself and like I'll know that in the midst of hanging out with his people who I love and I love spending time with I'm still gonna want some like quality time with just him and so I think learning um, not to have to be embarrassed of that or ashamed of that but just communicate that to your significant other um, so that you guys can both be intentional together about creating that space that was really important for us yeah, and I think the final piece on visits, um, and we'll put a bow on this, is, and this is really important, again, goes with <laughs> communication and setting expectation, but guys, or girls, <laughs> let <laughs> me tell girls. you, uh, when you get in person during long distance, the passion will be there. <laughs> you will have uh, been communicating through a phone screen um, for the majority, for two weeks, you know, uh-huh. in our case, three weeks, a month for some of you. Um, and so when you finally, and and for us, I, for our story, we were developing over that time. Like we, we felt intimate with each other. We felt like our relationship was growing. We were growing closer with one another. And the only way for us to express that leading up into that point was through words and communication mm-hmm. and text messages. Yeah. And, and all I wanted to do was express to Mac, you know, how much she had had become to me and how, you know, close I felt to her. Um, and so the the passion and the <laughs> desire to um, express that physically is going to be there. You just yeah. have to be honest with yourself. You guys have to com- even communicate that with one another. Yeah. Be honest about it. You know, don't be weird about it. Communicate it uh, in a wise manner. But um, I think it's just helpful to, to be aware of that. It's okay. Uh, don't feel, again, don't feel guilty about it. I think it's really healthy and good. But, um, you know, to have those conversations. And, and uh, I think it's helpful to have a conversation with your accountability and with community. Mm-hmm. Um, but also with, with that significant other and say, how can we be wise about this? And how can we honor one another um, in this season? Yeah, so good. So good. It's so true. We know that well. And so, yeah, I think just communicating it on the front end before you get to the visit really helps to set you guys up for my, success. My first uh, my first guest appearance on the podcast, we're talking about, you know, setting expect- boundaries. Boundaries, setting physical boundaries. I love it. I'm never invited back. <laughs> okay, so the last thing we want to talk about here, just in these practical tips, this is a really quick one, and I've said this before on the podcast, but I think it really applies here. For me and for, for Tyler and I, I think in long distance, we just kind of had to realize that it's so easy to complain. It's so easy to hate, hate it and just wish it away. But I think what was the healthiest mindset for us was when we were able to kind of focus more on what we got to say yes to because of long distance rather than what we had to say no to. And I think um, because there's so much you have to say no to, but there's also some really beautiful things that you get to say yes to because of long distance. The first being like, you get to have such intentional conversations with FaceTimes and visits. Like honestly for Tyler and I now, sometimes like we literally just like sit and watch Netflix shows and I find myself like craving um, those conversations that we had like early days when we would talk on FaceTime for hours and hours and hours. And so cherish those, love those, because I think when you're a person, it's really easy to kind of just like go about your your day to day and kind of not look for moments to have those. So we try to get back to those type of conversations. Um, 
The second is that it literally teaches you so much and gives you so many good foundations for your future relationship. Like we learned about communication. We learned about setting expectations. Um, we learned about like how to have fun, even when like your circumstances aren't fun. There were so many things that we learned from long distance that we almost call back upon in our relationship every single day today. And then the last is like, I think it allows you to still be so present with your community and your commitments. Um, I really found it to be really beautiful that I still got to be in a relationship with Tyler, but still got to be like a full-time daughter and a full-time sister and a full-time friend to the people who lived in my town. Um, and that was really beautiful. And I'm, I'm thankful that I had relationships that continue to grow alongside my relationship with Tyler growing. So there's so much you get to say yes to in long distance, which is really beautiful. So that leads us to our final portion of our conversation, which is what I have titled breaking up with long distance. And what I mean by that is kind of the point in your relationship where you are trying to decide maybe one of two things. The first, like, hey, we know that we're committed to each other. We know that we're in this, but like, it's time that we be in the same place in the same city, in the same town. Like we need to end the long distance phase of our relationship. And so what does that look like? What do you have to have in place before you decide this? We kind of want to touch on that. And then the second being, maybe you're just feeling like you've given long distance a shot and it just isn't working. How do you know when you need to call it quits? And so we'll kind of start with the first one, um, which is, uh, this idea of breaking up with long distance and deciding to move. And so we'll share a little bit of our story with what this looked like. So Tyler, you want to kick that off? Yeah. So, you know, I think this, the, the, the point, one of the key points here is this truth that Mac and I both realized from day one is that long distance isn't forever. You know, neither one of us wanted to go into it. Um, because it was fun, you know, like we, we wanted to ultimately pursue something more and we weren't necessarily convinced of it right away that it was going to be something more, but we saw the potential there. So it was worth going to long distance. And so, um, you know, obviously <clears throat> the awareness that if this progresses, one of us has to move, um, that, you know, that reality is just there, it's present. So, um, we had been together for, I mean, it, it's probably a little bit more embarrassing than we think, but you know, <laughs> we, we, we were pretty transparent about conversations, but I would say we probably seriously considered or seriously started talking about this probably three months in, you know, yeah. we probably started having conversations about, you know, if we were to be together, the pros and cons of each city, you know, what kind of we're wanting, what we're seeing um, in uh, pursuing moving to a new city, just talking about how it would, how we would feel with that even idea or concept. And then, you know, as, as it progressed, as a relationship progressed and we got closer to talking about engagement, you know, we knew that, um, we really couldn't go there until we figured out that next step. And yeah. so, um, when, when I was confident that I wanted to, you know, propose to Mac and to take that next step in our relationship, we, we had a really serious conversation um about what we wanted to do i will say this decision was not made in one conversation it was no. many conversations with one another many conversations with mentors my friends my community my family um a, 
lots of pros and cons list, lots <laughs> of praying and um, dreaming and, you know, casting vision and just seeing what, what life would be. And so um, it was a long process of deciding, but, you know, we, uh, we ultimately pictured what do we want together? What do we want to build? And where is that? What's, what's the location that's best suited to, um, to foster that? Um, and so that's kind of how we landed on, on where on me moving to Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember when we kind of started the conversation, I was like, all right, Lord, we're going to pray about this. We're going to fast about this. And then we're going to get our answer and it's going to be like beautiful and spiritual and perfect. And we did that. We had this, like, we had a serious conversation and we were like, okay, let's pray about this. Let's fast about this and then like, get together and like go on a very intentional date and like, let's discuss what we were both We didn't processed. eat food for three days <laughs> to decide where we were going to To live. decide, <laughs> yes. And so I remember us going to dinner and like, it was the time where we finally were allowed to talk about it. Cause we also fasted from like not talking yeah. about it. And we were like, okay, now's the time where we finally get to talk about, you know, what did God say to you? What did God say to me? And we were both like, yeah, so God didn't really say much. (laughs) (laughs) And neither one of us had like, I'm moving or I'm moving or I'm not moving. Like we had literally nothing, but even still, I felt like that was a really cool process for us because it began this like journey of discernment. It began this journey of like almost having to, um, see like is it worth the sacrifice like is it worth the risk and like it was a bit of an emotional roller coaster kind of going back and forth but I think it really really grew us closer as a couple because um, it was the first big decision that we were making together and although it had different implications on both of us and our families and our friends and our jobs it was a decision that we made together And that was really cool and really beautiful. And I think that that then led us to this next step of the next decision, which was like deciding to get engaged and to get married. And so the process of that, I think, just set yourself up to know that like, it's probably going to take a while and it's going to be hard and there might not be an easy, clear answer, but the intimacy that you get together and the intimacy that you grow with God through it is so amazing and and please don't do it without God like please don't do it just the two of you because I think it can be tempting to just look at the practicalities of it all and what makes more sense in the practical sense but I just believe so often the things God calls us to only make sense in the supernatural sense sometimes and they're gonna take like crazy steps of faith and crazy risks and um, I think that that was something that we got to kind of process through together and, and it was really cool and we're getting to kind of live in the, the fruit of it now. Yeah, and I think the even just the awareness, again, the awareness that long distance will ultimately come to an end is really helpful if you're considering long distance because that's you're going to want to have that context on the front end of things. You know, I, <laughs> I had sent this email uh to Mac early on. Mm-hmm. Well, I, the email was really in follow-up to a FaceTime call we had where we were talking about the the literal things that were a part of our relationship that we needed to consider, that we needed to address before we even considered long distance. And one of them was the fact that she lived in Charlotte and I lived in Cincinnati. You know, do either of us feel like we could not see ourselves moving? You know, is there anything that held us, um, you know, cemented us in our in our respective cities and you know is it possible for us to move you know so 
the, the conversations that, hey, if we're going to be together, ultimately one day one of us will move. Like, is that possible? I don't think you need to have those answers, but have those conversations early on to know that that is going to be a part of the decision and a part of your relationship. And so, um, again, another another piece of that that's important is the fact that Mac and I were aligned that we were going to that we were not going to make that decision without God's guidance and God's um, influence um, in our lives and ultimately what he was writing for the both of us together. You know, we we really trusted him. We really trusted our our community and what they were, um, you know, praying for us uh, in this. And so um, that's just going to be a huge piece. If you're not aligned on the front end, this this part of the process will be really painful um, and could could lead to someone being hurt because, um, you know, you're not aligned in, in what you want long term. Yeah, so true. So true. And then I guess just the last thing we'll address is if, um, you've been dating somebody long distance and it just isn't working. Um, you guys cannot figure out communication. You're constantly like maybe bickering and arguing. You just cannot get on the same page. Um, I think especially in a long distance relationship, it's easy to kind of like drag it out and not just call it because maybe you're like, oh, but I need to get back in person and see or whatever it is. I would just encourage you like, I think when you know, you know that you need to call it and it needs to come to a close. And I think sometimes it's that moment where you have to just like, are you willing to sacrifice it? Are you willing to like lay it before God? And if he asks you to pick it back up again, like you don't know, you don't know when you lay things on the altar, whether like God is going to put it to death or he's going to ask you to pick it back up again. But I think that if it's not working, um, just going ahead and communicating that clearly with the other person, you guys kind of deciding upon that together. And also just knowing, like I hear people talk about long distance all the time and they're like, I just don't know if it's a waste of time or not. I just don't ever believe it's a waste of time. I think in any relationship, you can learn so much about yourself. You can learn so much about, um, oftentimes I think our relationships with people here on earth reflect our relationship with God. And so it's a really cool way to see maybe insecurities or pride points in your own walk with the Lord that I think help you to go back to him uh, stronger and to go back to kind of that drawing board where you're like, okay, that didn't work, but I learned so much about myself. I can relate better to people. I can relate better to you, Lord. And I think um, it's never a waste of time when you are like genuinely seeking relationship. I think that's really beautiful. So, wow, that was a lot. A lot about long distance. Tyler, any final thoughts, any final words to sum up long distance relationships it's worth it (laughs) um expect it to be hard work but um as long as it's the right person go for it have fun yeah make it fun yeah and um and don't be too hard on yourself like max said if it doesn't work um it's worth it to to learn to grow and to uh you know try it i think sometimes we get caught up in like is this the one you know, is this person going to be worth it? It doesn't hurt to just try it. Like go out, try it, put yourself out there. Um, It'll either work out or you'll grow from it. And both of those are wins. So yeah. Yeah. I think that's so good. I think, yeah, not being so precious with it on the front end, um, I think is really important. I think we've said all this stuff about how long distance is hard, but it was so fun. Yeah. It was so fun. We just, Mac and I, we got on a FaceTime and we just, 
talk to each other. We didn't yeah. go right into long distance dating. You know, no. we, we like flirted, we talked with one another, you know, we figured out some of these things. Yeah. I think it's, you don't need to call it a long distance boyfriend and girlfriend before you're ready. Like, yeah. Take your time, have some fun with it, get on a FaceTime, send each other some Marco Polos, you know, yes. just have some fun and get out there. We had a blast. It really was sweet. I do miss a lot of those moments. I do too. Uh, fun fact, I, I cried every single time I dropped Mac off at the airport <laughs> or I left uh, wherever we were, it, you know. He doesn't cry for me anymore. But it's it, kind of sad, actually. I had outcried <laughs> Mac, like, probably five times to one, and that has probably flip-flops. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> except that I would cry because of my care for her. Now she cries when we get in fights. So, <laughs> a little bit different reasons for crying, but um, long distance is fun. It's worth it. Yes. Try. Yes. You guys are awesome. Thanks so much for listening. We hope this was encouraging. We hope this helped. We hope that you're able to apply this to your own situations. And we just love you so much for the girl fam. Really missed Ken today, but Tyler, you crushed it. You nailed it. Did you enjoy the For the Girl podcast? Yeah, I really thought about um, coming in with the Valley Girl accent, just in honor of Ken's. Yeah. Um, but I just, I can't live up to that. I respect her too much. And so... You know, some people might think that I would be on here sooner, given the fact that I've been with Mac for every year now. But, you know, we'll, we'll take it when we can get it. I'm, I'm honored to be a part of it and just happy to be here. Well, I always tell him that every time I try to put on Instagram stories, he acts like he doesn't want to be on the stories. And so I just thought maybe he didn't want to be on the podcast. Wow. I just, I, let's just say I feel valued now. So thank you for finally valuing what I have to say. And uh, I hope you guys value it as well. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, we love you guys. And Ken's and I will be back with another episode next week. Talk to you later.